the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Good. R.J. Blakeney. Chase Johnson with 16 points, continues to be an offensive weapon for this team. Watson and Crutcher in double figures. Bad? The turnovers. Again. Yikes. And the offense at times against that NKU zone. Overall, fair. And a Dayton win, which is great, as we know. It's John Bedell, it's former Flyer Brooks Hall, and you're here too for Flyer Feedback, and we thank you for joining us. Dayton winner 66-60. Brooks, uh, they hang on at the end. It wasn't always pretty, but they get the job done. There is plenty to work on. Uh, 21 turnovers. God bless America, Brooks. They have got <laughs> to fix. They have got. They've got to fix that. Yeah, that, that was brutal. That, that was brutal. I mean, yeah, they won. Let's, let's get all the, the the cliches out. Good win. You don't want to lose at home. All those good things. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to beat them up too badly tonight. But yeah, 21 turnovers is is not going to get it done. Um, I don't know what it'd be finished with. But man, he had seven of them at one point. And, and it's cool. I mean, he played well. Without his 20, we don't win. You know, I don't know what he – he was around 20 again tonight, and that's, that's going to be night in and night out because he, he's a bucket. But, man, he can't turn the ball over that way. Crutcher with some uncharacteristic turnovers tonight. Um, we can go down the line. Turnovers are an issue. Now, with that being said, man, there were some positives. I'm going to hit on them. You know, how about Crutcher? Today was the most aggressive he's been this year. I think I sent, I sent you a text or maybe I tweeted you the other day. Crutcher has to learn how to be Batman. He, he was a perfect Robin, you know, was – to play alongside Obi, like that, that was a perfect fit for Crutcher. But now he's in that lead role. There's some adjustment that that comes with there's a it's a different mentality. You have to learn um how to play that role. It's different. And 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 you're seeing him try to figure his way through it. He he tried to be more aggressive tonight, which led to some mistakes, but but overall, um, you know, pretty solid, solid line. Um, and then let's talk about Blakeney, because I'm we need bright spots and uh Blakeney has a very bright future. And I don't think I'm saying that because I'm desperate to find some help off the bench. I really do. I like what I saw out of him tonight, man. What would you think? John? Yeah, no, he looks good because I, I much prefer him in there as opposed to the Twin Towers look, right? With I, I, I That's just my the style of play I prefer. I like pace and space. Call it small ball. Call it what you want it. I prefer that style of ball. And it's when we saw when they played that last year. And I know this is not last year. But when Anthony's offense is pace and space and more small ball oriented, that five out they run, Brooks, that's when that Dayton offense hits turbo. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and, and I like Blakeney had some nice minutes today for a young he, kid. He did. He did. You, you can you can see the potential there. Um, he, he could be a matchup problem. He's, he's fairly physical for for a young player. Um, he can stretch the court a little bit. I, I did. I like what I saw out of him. I, I'll tell you this. It, Identity, right? Every year we say this. What's the identity of the team? Last year we were going to score ninety points in our sleep, right? It was we were going to outscore you. We were, and then it kind of came together where we can defend you. And it, it, our, our identity. It took a while to figure out last year, but but early on, if you remember, we weren't great defensively, but we scored ninety points a game. So so it was easy to kind of figure it out while we're busting people's heads. It's a little different this year, I think, John. I think our identity, man, is it's going to have to be defense and taking care of the ball. But I, I don't see us putting up 85 a game. I, I just I don't see it happening. I, I want to say, hey, we're an up tempo team, but but are we? I mean, Crutcher can get up and down. Ibby can can play that way. Who, who else? 
I just don't know if we have the horses to to, to score no. ninety a game. Well, and then look, I mean, I know three games is a bigger sample size of the of the whole pie this year than it was last year because of COVID and the and the, sh- yeah. and the shrunken down schedule. But Brooks, they, they've scored 66, 64, 66. They're averaging what quick yeah. communication major sixty five a game after three games, which again is a bigger chunk of your season. Like they're not going to light it up this year offensively. Yeah. They're going to have to yeah. grind it out and and really defensively. That's what they changed, Brooks, to close the first half and really open right. up the second half when they went on those runs. It was the defense fueling the it offense. Was. So I think you're yeah. right. It's going to have to be the defense this year. That might be part of their identity because, the, the, look, the, the the offense, as you mentioned, scoring 90 points a game, that, those days are gone. That That's not yeah. this team this year. Long, long gone. Long gone, man. And, and I'll tell you this. Now, I'm going to give them some credit because NKU played a, a very aggressive, slightly unorthodox two, three zone. And, and it gave us trouble in that first half. I mean, and it was, it was kind of an extended, the lower half was extended and it was, it took away certain passing angles and it trapped corners and, and it took us a while to adjust, but I have to give our guys credit because they figured it out. They, they started getting whatever shots we wanted out of it. Um, so, you know, if we're looking for positives, it was good to see that they were able to, when, when they were struggling with it, they were able to on the fly, figure it out. Uh, because it was it was a different looking zone, one we hadn't seen yet. Um, all, kind of like it had matchup principles. It was just it was. I actually liked it. I was I was looking at it and taking notes for for teams I coach. Um, but but it was good to see you know Dayton respond and and kind of pick it apart, um, and then turn the tables because then uh, you know NKU struggled with us because our defense kind of went up a couple notches, which was good to see. Right. Yeah, and, and it's not like it's not like either team. With the, when it came to the turnovers, because NKU, I mean, they finished with 15, too. So you had a total of uh, <laughs> wow. 36 turnovers in the game between these two teams, Dayton with 21, NKU with 15. It wasn't like either of them were playing a real clean brand of basketball, Brooks, but yeah. uh, it was the defense that from Dayton that really got, you know, not that not that NKU was playing real well in the first half, but I as I tweeted, boy, they really caught the turnover bug, did the Norse, in that first, you know, four-plus minutes by the time we got to the under-16 timeout, Dayton had forced uh, four, what, four turnovers. They went on that 13-2 run to get up 15 uh, by the under-16 break, and that was what yeah. really started forcing NKU to turn the ball over. And then they started having troubles with, you know, taking care of the basketball. Right, right. I want to say, though, we, we got to watch cl- – closing is something I'm going to watch closely with this team. Uh, last year, I mean, we, we had some closers. Yeah, Trey, who can make a play. Yeah, Ron, I'm not going to name all. I mean, we had six guys that I, that we trusted in the game down to, you know, six or seven guys that could be in there at any given time. We don't have that this year. And and so, you know, it's a little misleading, even the way they closed tonight. And, and yeah, NKU even cut it. But, but there was a point when we were up 10, 10 to 12, and we just got lucky that NKU missed shots there were several breakdowns def- defensively. They were wide open. They just missed, you know, had they made a couple of those looks, that game's a lot closer, a lot, a lot earlier, you know? So it's just little things. Again, listen, it's, it's great to learn these lessons and still be able to win. Um, but, but it, we got to talk about some of the things, you know, that, that need to get fixed quickly. It's like you Archie know? Miller used to say when he was here, it's easier to uh, fix a leaky roof when the sun's shining, right? Absolutely. You know, to go to that. It's Absolutely. easier to fix things when you're winning. But no, this team is going to learn how to learn how to close, Brooks, because as you mentioned, I mean, the SMU game, that was close back and forth, yeah. and that game just came down to who could close and who could not, and Dayton could not, and SMU did. And they slammed the door shut with that runner. And as Anthony, you could tell he's a little peeved after the game, talking about we, <laughs> we shouldn't we shouldn't leave it up to 
you know, the kid made a hell of a shot, but we also shouldn't leave it up to him to open yeah. the door for that kid to do that against us on Saturday. Now, they do close it out today, but it's like white knuckle, grab the thumbs, ride towards the end because, like you said last year, you would just expect, you just sit around and wait for that Absolutely. 20 to nothing run. Absolutely. Just boom, here comes one of those patents, and they would just blow the doors off at some point in the second half. You just knew it was coming, and that's not happening this year. And there was there was there was few times where they needed to close. You think of Kansas, even though they lost that game. Colorado, they lost that game too, or St. Louis. There was few times they had to close, but there was guys making plays down the stretch. You think of Crutcher in particular in the Kansas and the St. Louis games that could close. How do they do that this year now? Because we've seen it's been three close games and and closing. As you mentioned, Brooks, that that's one of the issues. And man, they've got to fix the turnovers because they've gone. 15, 9, they've only increased. 15, 19, 21. I mean, 21, like Judas Priest, man. You can't turn the ball over 21 times. And a team like NKU, man, they just throttled Dayton for turning the ball over them. And they had 20, they had 22 points off the turnovers. I mean, they were punishing Dayton at times for the, what was it? They had they had 14 points off the 11 turnovers in the first frame. I mean, you just cannot. Turn the ball over like this. You've got to take care of the ball, man. Yeah, for sure. You can even hear. You now I listened to, to Coach Grant's interview, his ESPN interview, and uh, he's usually, you know, he's he's good at coach speak, coach one on one. And oh, yes, he is. He was uh, visibly upset, and, and you can hear it a little bit in his tone. Um, he even cut the the interviewer off at one point. I forget what question he was asking, but he never does that, right? So he. He's irritated, and and but a few things he was saying, man, you can tell he was almost surprised we won the game. I mean, he he said when you think about the amount of turnovers, you know, he he said I think we had eleven or twelve in the first half, and and almost the same amount second half. I mean, yeah, they went how, eleven and how ten. Do, you know, how, how do you win this game? Is kind of what he was saying. So, I, the good thing is he's not acting like it's not a problem. I mean, it's it's something that he clearly sees as something needing needing to be fixed right now, uh, you know. So we, we don't have to beat a dead horse, man. Because there were some positives today, you know. It, it was good to see. Let, let's call it what it is. Right now, Chase is playing as an uh, as an all league type player. Yeah, he is. He's playing well. Playing yeah, really he's playing well. extremely well. You know, he, he's he's an all league kind of player. Jordy continues to be active on the glass. You know, um, and I think how, how many rebounds he ended up with close to ten tonight. I think he had eight, maybe. Jordy had, he had, uh, where is it? Eight boards. Chase it, finished okay. with 10. Chase almost had a double. He did have a double-double. He did have a double-double. And here's the other thing, Brooks. Chase's game is, he's showing tonight his game is more dynamic than just being sort of a stretch four that can step out and shoot. And he's you're, you're going to think of him as this, this stretch four that's just a three-point specialist. Man, he can mix yeah. it up. He's He's got a really dynamic game, and he's got he's got all three ranges. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's really he's, good. So, so that's a play. And then obviously we talk about Blakeney. He, he's somebody that's going to see more and more minutes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see him and I won't make projections, but he's going to get some more minutes. You, yeah. you could see it. Well, and and, so, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. I was going to say, and the return of Jalen Crutcher's, um, yeah. how do I put yes. this? Uh, chutzpah. chutzpah. <laughs> you saw, you started to see it tonight, you know, and it, and again, I hope people don't underestimate the challenge it's it's not so easy. You just don't step into that role. And yes, every now and then some guys do it, right? But it is, it is a completely different role. It's a completely different team. And you're asking Jalen to just, hey, man, it's your show. Run with it. Lead us. Well, it, it's, it takes some time and it looks different. Him leading us this year 
is a lot different than the way he was able to lead last year. It's a ton. And, and not, by the way, that's just the pressure that that's put on him just organically within the team. Forget about all the other pressure outside noise, all American, this and NBA draft and all these awards. This young man is playing under a lot of pressure. So hopefully the fan base is able to give him a little bit of time, man, because it is it's, a, it's an adjustment, a major adjustment, whether people realize it or not. Yeah, and I've seen enough out of Jalen Crutcher where I feel like it is a bad proposition to bet against the kid because he is <laughs> I would agree. a level above dude that I've said I can't say on the radio, <laughs> but uh, I can't even say what it rhymes with, actually. But he kid can play, and yeah. um, I, I have full confidence in that he's going to be able to adjust to this role, and we're going to see. You know, you saw flashes of it tonight. You're going to see the Crutcher, the Clutcher that we knew last year when he can just – that's another thing. Not only did we always expect that 20 to nothing run to hit at some point – you Jalen Crutcher man last year you could just sense it Brooks you could sense when he was starting to take over a game and you could either tweet or just turn to the person next to you and say here it comes because you can see it when it starts and there was flashes of that tonight where you can turn to the person next to you on your couch instead of the the arena this year and say all right here it comes man like because he's he's capable of just flipping a switch and just taking over a game because he's just that good but like you said different dynamic to how he's got to handle himself this year because he doesn't have the running mate. And it's just, you know, Obi and and Trey and Mike aside, Mike Sell aside, it's just a new season and a different dynamic no matter who you lose. And so he'll he'll adjust yeah. to it. I believe he will because he can play. So so let's do this, man. Here Here's a player I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. And and maybe this is just what we're going to get out of him. I, I expected more. Maybe it's because we need more, but but – I, I need more out of out of Rodney. I, I need more or more out of Chapman. It's he's another guy that has to step into a different role this year. Last year he could be kind of that off to the side. He's not the rah rah kind of guy. That's fine. He's kind of our lockdown defender. We had all the other areas of the game covered, right? We, we had our scores and we had our closers and we had well, we don't have all that this year. We need another guy. I was hoping he was going to be the guy. And I'm not saying he's not, but, but, but right now, man, he's, he's that defender, but, but I, I, I just need, I want, maybe I want more out of him. Maybe I don't know. He can get, do you think he can, there's another layer, another level to his game or it is what it is. I mean, offensively, there's gotta be Brooks. He only finished with four points tonight. I mean, we've seen him be able to score and he's got, can he do it consistently though? I mean, we've we never, never seen I mean, him score we, consistently. Well, we, that, that's, that was going to be my answer. We've never seen okay. him score consistently. So okay. I wouldn't, ex- it'd be nice, but I mean, we went all last year without seeing him really consistently be offensively explosive. I mean, he's okay. your defensive stopper. He's your Kyle Davis. He's your, uh, you know, he's your uh, Dwayne Cohill. Now that Dwayne's out, like he is the, he's your lockdown defender. He's that guy you look to for the defensive stop. And he's got flashes where you saw today where he can pick somebody's pocket or, you know, get a hand on a ball and deflect it. Now he's off and running the other way, running the break, and he's super effective on the break with a couple, two, three guys with him. But is he going to be dropping, you know, 19, 20 a night? I don't think so. But that's what you're I agree. I, I guess, and I, I don't even know that I, I was hoping for that, but I'm thinking maybe give us 10 or 12 a game. But I don't know that we're going to get that. I, I just, it's I think just he could not, do that. I think he could get double I, figures. I hope it's, it's something because here's what I see. And, and it's positive signs. Once we get the turnovers cleaned up, we get a little more fluid on offense, a little sharper, that kind of thing. We actually are developing a pretty good core. So you got Jalen, you, you got Ibby, 
Chase is, I think he's that guy. We talked about it. Who's going to be, yeah. the, I, I think it's him. I mean, I know it's right? only three games in, and again, the back to the sample size thing, and, and everything's relative about how much of this season three games makes up this year. But three games in, Brooks, Chase Johnson's clearly your third offensive option. I mean, he's playing yeah, and, really and, well. And it's safe to say it because you can you can see how he's doing it. So it's not a gamble to say, I think he, he the way he scores, he's, he's consistent around the basket. He's explosive. He finishes strong. He can stretch a defense. He's active. I think he had four offensive rebounds tonight, four or five, I believe. You know, so yeah, I, I'm I'm confident saying he's oh he had three, okay. He had three offensive rebounds, he's still good. I'm confident saying he's that guy. So my point is we don't even need a fourth stud. But how nice would it be like last year where we had four or five guys that can get you that eight to ten a night? You know, I, I, I thought Rodney could be that guy. And I, I think he might be able to, but the slow start just you know has me a little, little concerned. I, I hopefully he can he can pick it up. All right, so apparently we got Anthony Grant. So guys, let's go to a break. What's head coach Anthony Grant think about this one? 66-60, Dayton a winner. Anthony Grant is live with Larry Hansen on the other side of this break, right here on the home of the Flyers. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back at the UD Arena where the Dayton Flyers defeat uh, Northern Kentucky 66-60. Coach Anthony Grant's postgame comments brought to you by Pickerel Schaefer and Ebling, the Dayton law firm for over 100 years. Coach, I know you're you're glad to get the win tonight, but uh, you may not be entirely pleased with the way your team played. Yeah, you know, um, at the end of the day, man, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it goes in the win column. But you, you heard me say this before, you know, and, and this is the challenge for all of us, uh, you know, with this group in terms of getting better is, is we can't accept in victory what we wouldn't accept in defeat. You know, so there's a lot of things that, that, uh, that showed up tonight, some of them consistent in terms of, you know, the number of turnovers uh, that, that we committed. We had 22 turnovers tonight. Uh, you know, we got hurt a lot tonight with second and third chance opportunities. They were a physical team out physical physical bus and outworked us uh, on the glass tonight, uh, which was disappointing, you know, and then and obviously uh, another area for them tonight, uh, and, and, and I'll take the blame for this, but we, we had to be much better in transition, you know, and, and, and you know, they got opportunities at the rim. Uh, they got a couple of baskets on missed free throws where they just outran us for layups. They got to the free throw line in transition quite a bit. Uh, they looked like the hungrier team at times out there. You know, we were able to build a little bit of a lead in the second half, and thank goodness, you know, that we had that lead because you look up and a minute to go, you're up four, you know, and, and it's about the level of competition. So whether it's, you know, just uh, the limited rotation we have, conditioning, whatever it is, we've got, we've got work that we've got to be able to put in in order to, to continue to move forward. Coach, I thought the, the end of the first half and, and then that start of the second half when you were able to build a double-digit lead, uh, for lack of a better term, I, I thought I saw a team that was just tired of getting pushed around and, and decided to, to fight back. I saw some fight uh, yeah. in the team. Yeah. No, Did you no see the same I mean, thing? I think, I think, Larry, yeah, I think there, there's some, some good things happening. You know, and I, I just have to figure out maybe uh, rotations a little bit better. You know, just we, we just have some limitations. It seems like, you know, as the half went on, you know, we, we got, uh, I think, somewhere around the 12-minute mark, you know, when we had maybe six or seven straight possessions where we turned it over. I think the only time we, we may have gotten a shot was off, off of a, our defense creating offense and Jalen Jalen got a run-out layup. Um, you know, so whether – I just have to I have to figure it out. 
you know, that, that's all I can tell you. That's my job. I have to figure out how to put ourselves in a position where we can kind of stop uh, having the self-inflicted wounds of, of uh, turnovers and and uh, and uh, the offensive rebounding and things like that 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 uh, that hurt what we're trying to get done. I'll pluck one more positive out of this, and and, and that is uh, R.J. Blakeney, who didn't just give you minutes. He gave you productivity, and you you could see him grow up right before your eyes. Yeah, you know, R.J., you know, we've seen flashes, and his biggest thing is he's just got to get more comfortable with with what we do offensively and defensively, our system, our uh, being able to talk and communicate, being in the right spots, and he's learning, you know. But the one thing I think everybody saw tonight is he will compete. He'll get out there, and he, he's not afraid to go mix it up. And, and uh, you know, he's got talent. So, you know, it was good to see him go out there, and especially in the game, uh, as physical as this was, and as hard as it ended up being, to be able to, to give the team something. So, yeah, that, that was good to see. All right, Coach, I know you guys will get to work on it, and we'll let you go. Appreciate it. All right, uh, that wraps it up here. Uh, on behalf of you know, Dayton, uh, next uh, in action coming up on Saturday at noon against Mississippi State. The game in uh, State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Pre-game coverage will begin right here at 1130. And that wraps it up here on behalf of our engineer producer, Caleb McLeod. Keith Wallace-Kowski filling in for Bucky here tonight. Dayton with the win. Our final score, Dayton 66, Northern Kentucky 60. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager, Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating. Make your parking lot look great again. Go to VandaliaBlacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by... Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Bud Light. Keep it crisp with Bud Light. And by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit on Brown Street and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Flyer Feedback. I'm John Bedell, coming to you live from our Dayton studios, and he's former Flyer Brooks Hall, coming to you from an undisclosed location around the Miami Valley through the power of Zoom. Hey, Flyer Feedback is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. So even though we can't be over at Flanagan's like regular uh, this year because COVID, uh, we still do thank Flanagan's for their support. And also, Flanagan's on Stewart Street is now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer Faithful experience you have grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? Apply at flanagansdayton at gmail.com. Brooks, a mix of good, mix of bad overall. Meh, fair. Dayton wins 66-60. 
they escape. Uh, Anthony Grant in his postgame comments, as, as you said on watching on the uh, the TV feed, Brooks, uh, less than pleased with with. Uh, I mean, happy they got to win, but there was multiple things you could tell Anthony was just not not happy with. Yeah, what you love to you love to see it. You love to hear it. You don't want him to be satisfied. You don't. And, and as as fans, right, who want we're used to a certain level of playoff of last year. Call it spoiler, call it whatever you want, but, but there are certain expectations. So it's nice when when the coach comes out and they don't always give you coach speak. You know what I mean? Like they they speak from the heart because he very easily could have come out and, and gave us the whole cliche talk about, you know, we're going to get better. We got to do this, but he didn't. I mean, he, he came out and made it very clear that he was not pleased with the performance. And, and I think you said a line to me off the air that he said, something about how you were not going to accept something in a victory that we wouldn't accept in a defeat. Correct. Yeah. That's what he's talking to Larry. So just for background for folks, and because of the setup we got, we, we, when you're at home, Brooks, you can't always hear what's coming out over the air Yeah. uh, during break. So when Anthony's talking, what he is talking about with Larry was you're right. He said, we can't accept in victory what we would not accept in defeat. And right there, he's talking about the turnovers because in Anthony in in, without mincing words, it's unacceptable. 21 turnovers is unacceptable. Uh, yeah. I don't care where you're playing. It's it's unacceptable. And when NKU has 22 points off turnovers, it's a problem. And especially when you turn the ball over 15 times in your opener and then 19 times in a loss against SMU on Saturday, it's got to be fixed. It is a five-alarm problem for this team. Like, they must take care of the basketball better than what they're yep. doing right now. Offensive rebounding, another thing he took uh, exception with, second and third chance points or opportunities he felt hurt them. Uh, Anthony said they need to be much better in transition because there was a lot of times even Brooks where you saw that uh, NKU. I mean, they were just they were getting out on the break off of missed free throws and out hustling Dayton, which you know that's not great either. Yeah, um, man, I, I saw I know there's one in particular I, we all saw it or or if they listened on the radio heard it described, but off of a free throw it was just a, a, a quick rebound and an outlet ahead over the top. I mean, there was nobody back, just little mental breakdowns. It just can't happen. And, and I love that he's not okay with it, even in a, even in a, in a victory. Like those are things because he knows long term, the Atlantic Ten. There are teams in the in the Atlantic Ten that that are going to give us problems, even if we play well. There's some good. There's one of the top twenty five that's going to give you a lot of fits right now when you play. Absolutely. <laughs> so so he knows, if you play like this, right? So he's not worried about beating an NKU with twenty one turn. Doesn't no. He knows that doesn't translate into a win against tough a 10 play he knows that so so i i love that he's making a statement now and, and and quite honestly dayton is playing with a target on its back do you think the atlantic 10 was thrilled that we were america's sweethearts last year and ob Toppin was eighth pick in the draft yeah they can clap and say congrats that's a 10 power no they are upset they were tired of hearing about it so this year they're on a revenge tour any team that plays Dayton, they are all on revenge tours this year. I'll tell you what the A-10 does miss and is sad about is an NCAA share money. <laughs> True that. True that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, uh, A-10 conference. <laughs> but, uh, no, but and Brooks, I mean, look, turning the ball over like this and, and playing for stretches at times like they did, I mean, forget looking ahead to, like, you know, St. Louis and Davidson and Richmond, maybe even St. Bonaventure. <laughs> This is not going to get it done Saturday against the Mississippi State team that's 84 Ken Palm. Like, that's not world beaters, but let's look. NKU 201 Ken Palm coming into tonight. So you've got a severe upgrade in the quality of your opponent 
coming on Saturday on a neutral floor. And I know everywhere is sort of goofy and it feels neutral because, you know, there's not that many people in the building and the pandemic and all this, all these things. But still, my point is that this might not get it done Saturday, let alone looking ahead to a couple, you know, a few weeks from now when you get into a 10 play. Um, that's a fact. That, that's a fact. And I, I and we and I'm not saying anything that that is, is it's a revelation. We all know, listen, this pandemic, these new rules, um, crowd control, it affects certain home teams more than others. There are a lot of programs out there that were used to playing in front. They didn't have, I mean, they had small crowds anyway, right? So, I mean, I think tonight might be close to a sellout at LaSalle or Fordham. This is like, <laughs> wow, look at this crowd. That was like right. 125 people here. So you see what I'm saying? So, so this Dayton playing without a crowd, man, like it is hitting us harder than most. We feed off that. That's one thing that makes this place so amazing. That 13, five, 13, whatever, 13, six, it makes a difference. And so, yeah, we can, we can, we can be hardcore about it and say, well, they got to get used to it and play. Yeah, we know that of course, but let's not pretend that it does not, it's not making a major impact on our guys. Our guys feed off of the home energy, you know, and, and it, it's tough to watch, man. I'm not going to lie to you. It's tough to watch. And, you know, I've been sitting at home quarantine due to, you know, some, some COVID tests around me. I haven't been in the arena yet. So I can't wait to go, you know, I'm going to do next Saturday's game. I can't wait, but, but everything I'm hearing about the people that are doing, they're like, man, it's weird. This the, the fake crowd noise. And it's just, it's weird. Oh, you're allowed in the arena. Are you? Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Cause I can't go. No, I'm just kidding. Why, why are you going to put me on the spot? Like, come on, man. Just kidding. I'm just having some fun with you. No, we're going to do some on the air. That's how, <laughs> that's how restrictive it is. I can't even get in that arena this year, yeah. but no, I've heard the same thing from folks who are there. That it's just downright bizarre being in a, even with the white noise being pumped in. It's it's not the same. It's yeah. it's not. You can't emulate that. Um, but as we're nitpicking here, and that's a good you know, it's it's good to be able to nitpick about a team like yep. this. Um, bright spots: the emergence of Jalen Crutcher's um, confidence and just him starting to settle into that new role. As we mentioned, he's got to go from being Robin to now he's the Batman, and he's got to yep. he's got to be the guy. His confidence seems to be coming back tonight. He didn't seem to be pressing as much tonight. Chase Johnson, as we mentioned, another positive because he is clear as day. He's His game is becoming more versatile offensively, and he's your third offensive option. As you mentioned, uh, Brooks, you said it, as the cool kids say these days, Ibby Watson is a bucket. I mean, the kid is walking 20 points a night. Ibby Watson can roll out of bed in his sleep and score 20 points. He's, he's filled up. Ibby Watson, we won't get off track on the top. I know your name, name of bright spots. Ibby Watson is a first-round draft pick. Uh, just mark it. Go ahead and mark that down now. Okay. He's a late first round draft pick. He is a NBA caliber scorer. Just re- go ahead and put that in the slide. We'll talk about We've that later. We've been about other guys in the past, and I've learned not to second guess Brooks Hall's NBA draft take. So, I'm hey, I got to so mark it down, and we'll make fun of you or give you a lot of praise <laughs> later. One or the other. It's going to be one or the other. Hey, Dayton and Winter, we got to take a break. Pay some bills. Dayton and Winter 66 60. It's John Bedell and Brooks Hall and you here for Flyer Feedback, the home stretch of it after this break, right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Everybody, welcome back to Flyer Feedback. It's John Bedell, former Flyer Brooks Hall, and you here tonight. We thank you for joining us here on 1290-957-WHIO for another season of Flyer Feedback. Dayton a winner, 66-60. 
They get to 2-1 and one on the year, and they look ahead now to Saturday with the team uh, they're very familiar with. They've played them a handful of times in the last several years. Mississippi State. It's on a neutral floor down in Atlanta at State Farm Arena, and uh, that is our next game after uh, Dayton uh, has some things to clean up between now and then. 457-1290 is the number, and I should mention, too, before we get too far, that Flyer Feedback is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. And our friends over at Flanny's, Flanagan's on Stewart Street, is now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? Apply at flanagansdayton at gmail.com. Uh, Brooks, a question on Twitter from Jason on Twitter says, any update on Kobe, as in Kobe Brea? And yes, he's uh, dealing with a minor injury. Uh, I believe Larry said in the pregame it was a wrist. Anthony was <laughs> being a smart aleck after the in the postgame on Saturday when he was asked what it was, and he goes, "Real, real." You know, you could see the 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 smirk behind his mask. He goes, "Upper body injury." <laughs> and he said, well, "David Jablonski had to ask me." He goes, "Come on, Dave. You know we're not going to give it away." <laughs> So it's a, he's it's a minor injury he's dealing with, and we've seen him warm up but not dress. So I, I visually, Brooks, the optics of it to me are he's getting closer. I don't think it's going to be a whole lot longer. That's 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 the sense I get from Anthony joking about it, and then also just the optics of watching the kid warm up. It's not like it's going to be some. I don't even think it's going to be a whole lot longer before we see him on the court again. Is what I'm getting at. Okay. Yeah, and it, it is a risk. I mean, you do a little Twitter research. But you don't have to have coaching him. I, well, I there's a place Twitter. for factual and nuanced discussion. <laughs> right. It's it's Twitter. We know that. Yeah. No, but it, you know, hopefully, listen. Hopefully, he comes back. He can make an impact. I'm all for deeper rotation because right now, it's it's. I'm I'm nervous about it. And, and only reason I'm, here's why I'm nervous. I'm, I'm nervous about it. It is what it is. I think under normal circumstances, they would have time to work through it. You know, you get your 27 games, 28, 30, whatever. Well, we don't know what this season is going to bring. You, you don't know with cance- cancellations and you just have no clue. So you, you have to kind of get it together quicker than usual. And you can't, you can't drop games like SMU. And, you know, it, it just, unfortunately, that's just kind of the, the way things are going to be this year. So, yeah, people are going to be a little more justified in their panicking early on. Usually we joke, right? Sky's not falling. And, well, it's not falling, but but we don't have as much time to fix it. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, look, the fact is, if just in quick math, they played 31 games last year. They've got, if they play every game on the schedule this year, which is unlikely, I think, given everything that's going on right now, we've seen yeah. already the, the, the schedule scrambling that has to happen to get guys on the schedule when somebody falls through because of a COVID test and you got to hit pause for – 10 or 14 days, depending on what's going on. Brooks, if they play every single game on the schedule this year, that's 23 total. 18 wow. Atlantic 10 games and five non-conference games currently. That's if they play every single game on the schedule. Even if we just, for simplicity's sake, go 23 versus 31, that's roughly a 25% reduction. You're playing a quarter fewer games than you did last year. I mean, three games, that's a bigger sample size as you move along. Like you said, there's not as much time to get your you-know-what figured out. And the rotation, you know, a guy like Kobe Brea, Brooks, I'm sorry, nothing against Christian Wilson, but having a walk onto the rotation, man, that's less than ideal. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. <laughs> it's, not, it's not ideal. Listen, for me, I'm I'm putting a pin in it because I don't know what's going on because let's just call it what it is. That's not, it's not normal. I, there's no way, and I, we stated this before, there's no way Coach Grant and staff see Christian Wilson as a viable person piece uh, as a as a productive piece of the core rotation they just can't so why is he playing 
I don't know, you don't know, there's something else going on in there, right? And so for us to try to guess and speculate, we'll never know. But what I do know is there's no way that's a long-term move. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Well, I got music on my ear. That means we got an end break. One more time, Dayton winners 66-60 over NKU. They improved to 2-1. and one. Our next game is Saturday. It's a noon tip against Mississippi State on a neutral floor in Atlanta. We will see you on the radio Saturday morning. That's right, for the Bud Light pregame show at 1130. Larry has the tip at noon, so... We'll see you on the radio Saturday afternoon, Flyer fans. Until then, from a partner tonight, Brooks Hall, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. And go Flyers. WHIO Dayton. WHIO FM Pleasant Hill. A Cox Media Group station. Powered by Back to Business IT. Take care of your business. We'll take care of your IT.